The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. So Jim and Trav have assembled an excellent team of fishing pros and a host of fishing tricks, fishing tactics, and fishing tips for bass, catfish, crappie, trout, walleye, and much, much more for today's revolution. And it's all presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Jim and Trav. When the hook goes in, the key is to get it lined up, press down on the barb, so that imagine that that barb's in you, press down on it so that you get separation between the barb and the flesh where it went in, and then you use the line right at the transition, push down on the shank of the hook, and pop it right out. All right, obviously that clip is all about uh, removing a hook. And uh, you catch yourself. From some part in your body. You know, inevitably, every single year, Jimmy, what happens? People get caught. You hook yourself. Some yeah. years, it's not so bad. Other years, it's life-threatening. Yeah. It's really bad. You're kind of like one of those voodoo dolls. Yeah, when you, f- <laughs> when you fish with Jim, there's a good possibility. You better watch for flying stuff. He's going to hook you, himself, and anybody else in the state. Yeah, okay, that's, right. that's what's going to happen. All right, so what we're going to do real quick, we're going to walk you through the process of how to properly... I remove a hook from your body. Let's do it! You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You have got what appears to be a dynamite sound. That's right. Here are the boys. So, uh, first things first, usually when you get hooked, it's with a treble hook. That's right. Yo! Um, and most of the time, it's only uh, one of the little barbs that you get stuck with. Sometimes two, but mostly just one. If you get all three barbs, I want to shake your hand. You are just <laughs> talented. So, what you need to do, uh, first things first, is you need to uh, get a drink. Now, you need to cut off the remaining barbs that aren't sticking in your body. Right. The very important. And cut them there. off short. Yeah, cut them off the shorter the better. Because what's going to happen if you don't do that, when you go to remove the hook, inevitably, uh, you're going to hook yourself up. Again. <laughs> All right, so cut off the Raise barbs. your hands. Yeah, raise your hands. And then you want to get a piece of uh, fishing line, uh, preferably braided, braided. or monofilament, uh-huh. um, about 20 inches long, tied in a loop. Then you want to double it over so you have that double strength. And then what do we need and to do? kind of do a half hitch around and slide that half hitch all the way down to the skin where uh, where the hook is going into the skin. And so once you've done that, then you want to take a, a finger that you have available um, and you want to put it on the eye of the hook. And you want to press that to the skin. Now, you don't want to hold on to it because that's really going to hurt if you're holding on to it when you yank it out. You just want to press it down. And what that's going to do is that's going to change the angle of the hook that is embedded into your skin. Right. And when you do that, it's actually going to then come out at the same angle that it went in it. Bingo. Now, it is going to rip some stuff out because you got that barb in there. Yeah, you probably find your shoelaces coming out of there. What's going to happen if you don't press that the the eye of the hook down? When you go to pull on it, all it's going to do is that eye is going to flip up. And it's going to embed itself even farther well, what into happens, you. That barb is actually going to then hook some flesh under in the skin. Oh my god! And that's going to hurt. Rip a big uh, rip in there. Yeah, that's going to be really bad. So you want to press that down, and when you go to pull it out, you actually don't pull it out. You want to yank it out, kind of like taking a bandaid off. You don't do yeah. it slowly, no. and you just rip, and it's gone. Yeah, think about starting a lawnmower. That basically, that's what you do. So take a deep breath, press that down. Don't hold the eye; just press it down. Yikes! Is not advised. And it's case. out. Yeah, and your lawnmower starts. Yeah, <laughs> your yard's done. You're done for the weekend. Go have fun. Go fishing now. 
So, hey, speaking of fishing, that's what we're talking about on today's show. Today's show, all about fishing tips and tactics. We're going to be covering several different species of fish. It's going to be a lot of fun. So on this week's Ram Power Block. Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. Hey, we'll have old Cat Daddy and then phoning us at 785-846-7647 will be Texas Bass Guide Nathan Fields, author Ross Robertson, Alabama Fishing Guide Jim Burks, and finally, old Florida Bob McNally with McNally Outdoors. Yeah, like Jim said a second ago, though, right now we're being joined with Cat Daddy. Mr. Cat Daddy. Anyways, I gotta read this to you guys real fast. Jim, have you heard of a batfish? Well, it should be a dingbat. A dingbat fish. <laughs> Anyways, not. The batfish plays dead when danger is near. It floats motionless on its side when scared, making it look like a dead leaf. I didn't know these were dead. Anyways, a dead leaf uh, floating on the surface of the water. That's kind of like a fainting goat. I, do fish really care if something's dead? <laughs> I don't know. Cat Daddy, what do you say? I'll tell you what, the only thing floating on the water out there where I am is uh, carp. <laughs> carp. To carp or not to carp? That's the question we ask ourselves. How's or it? quit carping. Yeah, how's it going, buddy? Hey, man, we, uh, my hands still smell like stink bait. <laughs> oh, no, you touched Jim. off the water. Oh, really? <laughs> now, what, what's the water temp out there right now? Well, the water temp was 62. Wow, that's oh, pretty 62. warm. 62. Serious. Last week it was 51, so uh, it's come up quite a bit, warming up, warming up. Yeah, that, 80 degrees. That's a huge jump. Holy cow. So <laughs> what, what's it doing to these, these catfish? Well, I tell you what, it's making them babies move. They're moving around like you never seen, man, let me tell you. Ooh. They, uh, they just had a – I was going to go, but I couldn't because I had a, something to do with my clients. But there was a tournament they had out here at Milford Lake this Saturday, and uh, – the lake record was broke with an 82-pound blue cat. Holy oh, cow. Holy cow, yeah. Some gal caught it. And, uh, she had her hands full, believe me. Really? Oh, yeah. And uh, they took first place in big fish, I think, it was 165 pounds of fish and five fish. 165 pounds in five fish? Yep. That's one heck of a record. I say slow day for fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, the blues, the, and these were all blue cats. Yeah, uh, Milford Lake's just becoming a phenomenal place. Uh, before long, the trophy fish hunters going to be coming out there, uh, you know, just trying to catch them trophy blues from all over the United States, no doubt. Now, 61 degrees, don't blue cats generally like colder water? Well, you know, they're, they're an all-around fish. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about blue cats, you know. When uh, the channel cats and the flatheads kind of go to bed, the blue cats just start to wake up a little more, you know. The cold weather, they thrive on cold weather. And uh, they like all year weather. As a matter of fact, you can catch them blues twenty four seven. Now, I guess I guess I'm a little confused. What's the difference between a blue cat and a channel cat versus a flathead and an opelousas? Well, you know, uh, an opelousa, uh, that's like the old boy been chewing tobacco for forty five years mm-hmm. and still can't hit the bucket. They will argue with you all day long. <laughs> uh, you know, yellow cat, uh, uh, locomotive, diesel head, yeah. Uh, Opelousa, mm-hmm. y- you know, it's it's, it's, it's just, just a name. Uh, ver- uh, different variety of names for a, a big old river flathead. Mm-hmm. Now, now the channel cats, you know, the difference between them and the blue is they got a big hump on top of their back, and they got more dorsal fins on the bottom than a channel cat does, and the back of their tails fork really sharp, and their front of their lips are kind of flat, like you took their head and banged them, banged them down on the concrete, and give them that. That flat lip. That's my mother-in-law. <laughs> really nasty, oh, except for the forked bubba, tail. Bubba, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> She's a nasty-looking fish. <laughs> okay, so now what, what's the rest of them then? Well, you know the channel cat is—it's just your everyday fish. Yeah. And, uh, 
uh, you can tell them uh, apart from a blue cat very, very easily. You know, the the blues has got the solid, lighter, bluish color, you know, like a sky blue. And uh-huh. the old channel cats are, you know, they're darker with a white belly. And, you know, the flatheads, of course, you know, look like someone took a sledgehammer and smashed them on top of their head. <laughs> they got that big metal dorsal fin on top and back yeah. above their tail. They're just, you know, they're a hell of a critter than flatheads. Now, which is your favorite species to go after? Oh, God, you'd have to say that. You know, Probably bass. Camel catting's a blast. You know, it's it, it, it's good action. There's several different ways to hit them. You know, like like a bean hole or early spring fishing for the shad thaw and stink baiting. You know, during July. But you know, flatheads, man, they're a monster fish. They get big like the blues. Channel cats don't get that bigger in the state of Kansas. They're up on the Red River in, in uh, uh, Dakota and up Minnesota, up around that area. Channel cats get big up there, but they're they're so big they look goofy. Really? <laughs> oh man! I mean, they get up thirty five, forty five pounds. Up Holy there. That's, cow! That's, that's crazy big for a channel cat. Now, what what is the typical channel cat here in Kansas? You think? Uh, you know, I think the record for uh, here in the state of Kansas is uh thirty seven four caught out of a strip pit down in Pittsburgh, Kansas. That's a big fish. That's oh, really man, that's big. A, that's a well of a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. But you know, we was fishing today, and we had a hard day today. We only caught five fish. We was out about four, almost five hours this morning. You know, it's a nice day to go. The breeze was, you know, out of the south, and wasn't real hard. But we went up. Remember me last time I was telling you guys we went up and caught so many shad. Yeah, we yeah. Didn't even get the dag on that. That in the boat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went up to the same spot today, and you know, I didn't take no bait because I was, you know. Absolutely positive in myself that I can catch shad. There you go. <laughs> and what do we do? We get up there, and there ain't a damn shad in sight. Come home with nothing but your net in your hand. <laughs> well, I tell you what, that's better than other things. <laughs> <laughs> well said. But we went out. We went out, you know, we catching shad. But, man, the rain we had just scattered them all over the lake. And we'd mm-hmm. throw a net about ten times and get three or four. You know, it wasn't nothing like, you know, uh, 1,000, 1,500 shad in one throw. Yeah. Now, when is the spoonbill season going to be opening? Well, ain't it funny you just talked about spooning, man, because uh, I'm, I'm taking the wife and my daughter and my boys and a couple really? of uh, uh, critters, and we're heading down to Miami, Oklahoma this Friday. Oh, dang. So, oh, yeah. We're about right in the middle of it right now, you know, and we're supposed to be getting some rain, which we've already gotten. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wednesday, by but time Wednesday gets here, guys, we're supposed to have more rain. It's already hit the hit the ground. So as the crow flies, that ought to be there. Just as soon as I pull up, they ought to be jumping clean up out of out of the water into my boat. Yeah, there's a big tent manufacturer right there. Hmm, there's some useless information. <laughs> you oh, could, I didn't know that. You could well, go you buy go. a tent, hang out with Cat Daddy, do some uh, spoonbill fishing. I think that's a good idea. He, he never invites me. He doesn't like you. Well, that's true. Cat Daddy, do you like Jim? Jim, Jim, uh, Jim Goober. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get, he really likes you, Jim. <laughs> I so, say, hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so Cat Daddy, if we want to book a trip with you, possibly pick your brains, I get some recipes for whatever you do, buddy. Uh, where can we find you online? www.catdaddyguideservices.com Righty, you bet. Hey, we've been talking with Cat Daddy, and if you'd like to send him an email, you can send it to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com, and he knows a lot about catfishing. Yeah, and also we'd like to say a quick uh, shout-out to some of our sponsors. How about Outdoor Channel at outdoorchannel.com and Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com and Ruger at ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings, that is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com 
uh, plus Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, as always, buddy, thank you so much, friend. Oh, boys, nothing like the revolution. Just, just nothing like it. Hey, coming up next is Texas Bass Guy, Nathan Fields. Yeah, check this out, though. There's approximately 32,000 different kinds of fish uh, in the world today, which is more than all the other kinds of vertebrates combined. And scientists are discovering all new species all the time. That's amazing. But uh, here's a real quick uh, tip for Mark. How about Mrs. Paul? Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, we'll talk to you guys after the break. Let me start by giving you some serious and important information. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Ram Trucks tips for responsible fishing. Obtain a map or chart of your fishing destination and determine which areas are open to your type of travel and recreation. It's also a good idea to brush up on your local fishing laws and regulations. Many states have restrictions for certain waters, such as use of artificial flies and lures, single hook flies and lures, barbless or no live bait, and finally, always tell a friend or family member where you'll be and carry a Coast Guard approved life vest, a PFD, that is wearable and comfortable for each person. Well, the revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a moment. Getting outdoors has never been easier than with Outdoor Channel's Spring Fever Sweepstakes. Presented by Go RV. Win great prizes like a 2013 Flagstaff Classic Folding Camping Trailer from Forest River. And be like expert angler Mark Zona. It's easy to take my family fishing when I have the comforts of home right at my fingertips. Having a kitchen where I can clean and cook the fish right there makes mealtime a snap. Log on to OutdoorChannel.com today and every day, all month long, to win great prizes. Bring on the weather, the work day, the three-ton haul, the off-off road. Turn the rain into hail, the dawn into a second night. Bring it all on and more, because you'll never know your limits until you go looking for them. The new 2013 Ram 1500. Designed to overcome every obstacle in its path with best-in-class fuel economy and a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. Actual results may vary. Excludes hybrid models. See dealer for copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. I love these guys. They make fun of me with their mouth. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back, and you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And you know what? The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. And, and Trav, we're talking about... Spring fishing. Hey, check this out, though. Did you know this, Jimmy, that catfish have over 27,000 taste buds while humans only have around 7,000? They have a discerning palate, then, don't they? They do. I didn't know that. Uh, here's another reason to hate the Brits. If I mean, not that we don't have enough reasons to hate them right now. We have several. I loathe the Brits. The Brits are the Canadians. Now nah, we could do without them. But an estimated one-third of male fish in British waters, once again, one-third of all male fish in British waters are changing sex due to pollution in human sewage. That is disgusting. That answers a big question about Mick Jagger. Yeah, you seen the way he dances? Like, <laughs> and moves like Jagger? Maroon 5. Maroon 5? Never mind. Christian Aguilera, right? Yes! Oh, you... <laughs> hey, you must have seen that television. You don't know what you're talking about. I know. Uh, anyways, right now we're being joined by Nathan Fields, and, and he's got a bass recon, and he's a, a guy down in Texas. On Lake Fork. Yeah. Wonderful uh, Lake in Texas. Yeah, Nathan, how's it going, man? 
Nathan. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. What do you think about those Brits, man? Uh, they're they're screwing oh, with our fish. I know. Sex changes and everything. What, what, what's the deal with that? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to stop peeing in the water now. We don't need any sex changes going on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk about new lures real quick, all right? I mean, obviously, um, tons of companies out there, Nate, every single year trying to reinvent the wheel. A lot of them hit the mark. Um, most of them fall short, though. Uh, what are you finding uh, new for 2013 that's really working well, buddy? Well, what, what we have now is these new Japanese baits coming in, like jackal, you know, flip shakes, anything with the extreme finesse tactics is where the, you know, what's working for us right now. You know, obviously, these lures that's been around, these crankbaits, baits, you know, they got the design, you know, perfected, so it's hard to change it besides colors and maybe hooks. You know? Yeah. Okay, now you, you had mentioned finesse fishing. Now, that's using a light line and light weights with a very slow presentation. Is that right? Yes, sir. I mean, finesse tactics, you know, what we're trying to do is try to mimic to the exact detail of what a baitfish is like. It's some lures like spare baits mimic it, but, you know, the displacement's not right, and also the profile's not exactly right, so you see, like, a lot of follows, and, uh, you know, you may be a hit, but you won't get eaten. Where finesse tactics, they eat it. You know, when they, when they commit, they commit. Well, you know, uh, when, uh, of course, I was a, a big spinnerbait fisherman, and, of course, when they would hit short... Uh, we put a trailer hook on. Holy cow. I mean, you could get uh, a, a whole gypsy wedding out there before long if you didn't do oh. it. But actually, what I found out is they wanted a slower presentation. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, how, how fast it's run depending on the water temperature and also the uh, the water clarity. But, you know, I even put trailer hooks on and change it all up. When the fish don't want it because they seem too much, just like at Forks, we got very, very, very high-pressured water. I mean, these, these fish can see spinnerbait go, that's striking. Oh, that's a booyah. You know, that's a booyah 329. You know, something like that. You know, they, they're calling out names, you know. That's what I tell my clients all the time. <laughs> and that's Nathan that's working it. Now, Nathan, uh, before we go on with this interview, buddy, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, find out more about Bass Recon, buddy. You can find me at, you know, www.bassrecon.net. Okay. You can also uh, give me a call at uh, 214-734-0788. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you just Google me, Nathan Fields, uh, bass fishing. Yeah. If you're ever in Texas, uh, make sure you book a trip. But uh, now let's talk about hook sets for a, a second here. You know, th- this is kind of a um, debated issue. Uh-huh. I mean, you guys, you have some guys that really go to town and, and really preach about different uh, styles of hook sets. Uh, which do you prefer, buddy? I mean, what I tell everybody is that, you know, you set the hook as hard as you can. Grip it and rip it. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, everybody's different. You know, I have... That's actually my biggest problem is I get so many clients. Really? They get bites, but they will not set it. And it could be a big, I've had, I've had, you know, college football players come out there, six, eight, linemen, <laughs> can't set the hook. And I'm, I'm looking at them laughing and they're like, what are you laughing at? I said, you know, you don't want me to tell you. You, know, <laughs> you fish like, like my sister. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You set the hook like, you know, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily say girls because I have girls that come on a boat and set the hook harder than I've seen any man. You know? <laughs> well, now, the interesting part about hook sets, though, uh, it's a little different when you're fishing a jig and pig or you're fishing, uh, say, worm fishing. When you get into that topwater situation, yeah. there has to be a slight hesitation, doesn't there? Yes, sir. You want to delay. Basically, you want the fish to eat it. When a fish attacks topwater, sometimes they just slap at it, you know, or they mouth it. So, you know, the whole point of delaying is let them eat it. That way they get in their mouth and they won't throw your, you know, your trip hooks that you have on your top water. I got a little question for you. This is a true or false, and if you get it right, uh, Jim's going to give you a million dollars. Yes. Uh, oh, all right. Man. Yeah. That's, that's good. All right. So true or false, starfish are not fish, neither are jellyfish. True or they false? Not, they are not fish. That's true. Oh, 
All right, Jim, you got to pay a million bucks. <laughs> okay, where do you want that check to bounce at? <laughs> <laughs> you want to give him a bank account real quick? <laughs> he's going he's to overnight you a check. Yeah. Now, do you have uh, much uh, vegetation on Lake Fork? I know that uh, when I fished it, a lot of standing timber. Is that still the case? Yes, sir. There's a lot of standing timber out here. Uh, now, the vegetation-wise, it's coming back, but Texas Parks and Wildlife did kill off most vegetation. Oh, wow. And, cow. Uh, yeah, that was not good, yeah. That yeah. right there was not good for Fork. <laughs> well, you know, and they did that uh, many, many years ago on Lake Conroe and did some of that on Sam Rayburn. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got, I drill everywhere down here in the south. You know, they like, it likes warm water. Uh, Sam Rayburn, Toledo Bend, you know, Caddo, Conroe. I mean, there's multiple lakes, but since this spring has happened, uh, you know, to me, that, that, that hurts my heart as a bass fisherman. That, you know, everybody loves fishing grass, and uh, they're killing the main, you know, the main area where the fish like to be at, you know, and hiding is the grass. Yeah. Now, what is your favorite bass angler of all time? Who who do you uh, aspire to be the most? You know, it's the funny part. People ask me all the time. I always tell them, Bill Dance. <laughs> I mean, man, you, can't miss, you can't miss Bill Dance. I mean, he's my hero. I grew up watching him, you know, <laughs> every day. Well, I thought possibly might be uh, Rick Clunn or Tommy Martin or or even Larry Nixon. Well, I've met all them. I fished against them. You know, I know I know they're all nice guys. You know, Tommy Martin's out there to lead a bend. Uh, you know, Rick Klon, he's he's kind of a different cat, you know. He uh, <laughs> he has different beliefs, he's yeah, like meditate yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, That's that, right. That guy's a, a fishing machine when it comes to crankbaits. He he is one of them guys that all of us try to aspire to be is that we actually feel that we are a fish, not necessarily <laughs> that we are fishing. You know, we decide <laughs> what we're doing like a fish does. You know. <laughs> uh, you bet. Yeah. Now, uh, one more time, we're actually coming off of a break, uh, Nathan. If we want to find out more about you, book a trip, possibly just pick your brains, man. Uh, find out some new tips and tactics. Where do we have to head to, and, and where can we call you, man? All right, you can head to fastrecon.net, uh, or you can give me a call at 214-734-0788. You bet. Hey, that was Nathan Fields, and this guy knows a heck of a lot about bass fishing. He's got a website called Bass Recon. That's right. Hey, we're the revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks. Make sure you check them out at ramtrucks.com and Outdoor Channel at outdoorchannel.com. And how about High Mountain Seasonings? That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Nathan, man, this has been interesting, buddy. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on today, man. I appreciate it, man. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got Ross Robertson. He is the king of downriggers on Lake Erie. Yeah, he's got a brand new book called uh, Walleye Trolling. He's coming up next. But first, here's a word from Mark. We'll talk to you after the break. Ram Trucks Dirt on Fishing. The Palomar Knot is regarded as one of the strongest and most reliable fishing knots, so let's tie one. Form a bite in the end of the line and pass the bite through the eye of the hook. With the bite, tie an overhand knot and then pass the bite over the hook and down around the knot you just tied. Lubricate and pull the standing and tag ends to tighten the knot and to finish it up. Just trim the tag end and you have yourself a Palomar Knot. Tons more fishing tips to come with Jim and Trav, so stick around. Mondays for bottom feeders. Their livelihood is made of other fishermen's throwaways. When an empty haul means an empty stomach. This is horrible. This is old school. This is how I hunt fish right here. Once you get it in your blood, there's nothing else. Things are looking up. Every fisherman always wants the big haul. All new Mondays, 10.30 p.m., 9.30 central, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. 
The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble, the Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release. Two options for grip, and a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22, another American-made product from Ruger. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Can we have everyone's attention, please? This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Here they are. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. The phone lines are open. 785-846-7647. Before the break, though. Before the break, we actually heard from old uh, Nathan Fields. And, of course, he's a guy there in Lake Bass Orchid, Recon. Texas. Bass Recon. Bass Recon. Hey, I got a little clip. Duck Dynasty, the show sucks. But, anyways, take a listen. This, this, this is interesting. No, thanks. Uh, actually, you creep out all children. No. Hey, kids love Uncle Si. It's okay to be creepy if you're a little older. Why is that? How come old men can say some of the most disgusting even perverted things but everyone just plays it down is uh oh he's just old that's how he gets through life <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for that jim would be arrested several no. times over no have you ever noticed that and not like old men mean it most of the some of them do uh, but they get away the with with trench coats they get away with a lot of crap <laughs> yeah they really do anyways uh, you know our next guest though uh ross robertson like we mentioned before the break brand new book uh, walleye trolling perhaps he is related to the duck dynasty boys now nah, he's better than that now nah, they're actually pretty good guys i shouldn't say that entertaining show ross how's it going buddy uh, pretty good maybe i am related to him you never know <laughs> <laughs> do you go uh trolling for ducks maybe i don't know all right so let's talk about downriggers all right now this is i mean downrigging has been around forever you know well over a hundred years but it kind of fell off a while ago the vikings but, used it in the north sea yeah but now it's really starting to pick up momentum again uh well, let's talk about this buddy well you know i, I think that you know downriggers do a, a very small task but it's yeah. a very big task when you need it and that is you need to get deep and get deep easily yeah especially when you've got current and, and that's what they do i mean you got a 12 10 12 pound ball down there mm-hmm. and you, you hook your lure to it and you go okay it's i know how deep it is because i can see it on my screen um so yeah you know there's definitely an advantage to it but i think what happened is you know like i live on lake erie and mm-hmm. you know people back when i was a kid or maybe even a little before you know the cuyahoga river caught on fire yeah <laughs> everybody but, yeah, you know, let's like fast forward, guys. It's, it's, we're in a different <laughs> world. You can see down twenty feet on Lake Erie now. So <laughs> when you go from six inches of visibility to twenty feet, you know, obviously fish tactics might be a little bit different. Oh yeah. Um, so what a lot of guys are doing is, is you know, instead of using hundred pound cable, you know, they're using like a thin diameter um, mm-hmm. braided line. Yeah. You know, there's less harmonic hum. It's less visible. There's just a lot less commotion in the water, and because of that and that less drag, you know, you can use a smaller weight. And then even to take it one step farther, some guys are using some kind of like, you know, hand machine weights that look like a torpedo for yeah. less resistance. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know that, it, you know, the downriggers have changed themselves that much, but just kind of that added on technology of, you know, the accessories that make the whole game work. And we're just getting better with some of that stuff and, and basically catering an age old technique like you joked with the Vikings you know, to a 2013 uh, presentation. Yeah, well, you know, I, I have uh, had a boat with uh, with four Canon Digitrol downriggers on it. And the fact of the matter is, 
I would use what they called a banana weight. It was shaped just like a banana. Matter of fact, it was even painted yellow uh, because where I was fishing at was in uh, reservoirs where you had a lot of submerged timber and uh, the cannonballs would get hung up where the banana ones, they would just kind of go through it. Now, do you use that type as well? You know, I, I don't because primarily, again, it just comes down to me and you both doing things a little different because we're in different places. But yeah. the Great Lakes, you know, we're typically fishing suspended with them. And, you know, that, and that's not a concern. Um, but other places you go when guys are trying to maybe control fish bottom, you know, like Cannon has some stuff now where it makes it a lot easier to integrate everything and, and control fish bottom with them. Yeah. Now, everything we're talking about can actually be found in your book, Walleye Trolling. You're not going to find fashion tips in there or anything like that. Well, you might possibly what walleye look for in a fisherman. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I've never been accused of making fashion statements, except for bad ones. Oh, come on. Now, if we want to find your book or more about you, buddy, where do we have to head to online to do that? Um, you know, Big Water Fishing is my website. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's, there's a link. You can, there's a lot of retailers that have the book, but some guys find it easiest just to get it off my website, uh, one-stop shop. You know, it, it reads like a magazine, but it has, like, encyclopedia-type knowledge in it. So. Yeah. Well, walleye it's, tend to be sometimes temperamental. And uh, do you find that uh, you have to sometimes either shorten or lengthen the lead from the, uh, from the downrigger ball in order to be able to get that, uh, that bite? Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of times it just becomes... Like if you're fishing, let's talk about not riggers for a second. Talk about like a dipsy diver. You know, it's the same thing, but it's different. Sometimes you have to get away from the what is allowing you to get there. And in the book, we you know we call them delivery systems. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes a six foot lead with a spoon is awesome on a dipsy diver. And it's no different if you just substitute dipsy diver for you know downrigger. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the you know downriggers are going to keep you straight below the boat. The advantage of a dipsy is it's going to be able to get a little more coverage and you know spread out from the boat. But there's other times where on Lake Erie, when that super clean water that we talked about that I've got in my backyard, you know, we're using a stick bait or spinner on a 15 to 18 foot leader. Uh-huh. So you're kind of just taking, you're using the advantage of getting the dive down with that big dipsy diver or rigger, whatever the case may be. But you're using a long enough leader that you're kind of basically distancing yourself a little bit. Now, and do you do you troll in a, uh, uh, in, in a particular pattern? I know that oftentimes when you do a zigzag pattern on that change, uh, you're often uh, going to get a strike. Is that something you do? Is that one of the tricks that you have in your bag of tricks? Yeah, I mean, there, there's all kinds of little things. It's one of the, the things that probably a good friend of mine, Brett King, in the book talked about was, you know, people set out lines when they're trolling, and then they sit down, and they're like, well, we're going to drink beer and eat a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And while that can happen, and we've all done that, you know, realistically, trolling is, is not a hands-off deal. Um, things mm-hmm. like you mentioned, they're just doing like a lazy-ass pattern, a real slow-ass pattern. And maybe that becomes a more aggressive Z, the warmer the water is or the more aggressive the fish are. Mm-hmm. That's going to do a lot of things. It's going to speed up one side of the boat. It's going to slow down the other. And that's going to maybe tell you that you need to change your overall boat speed. So you're, you're covering more speeds. You're covering more depth changes. It's, and it's all about trying to take one little clue, be a detective, and turn that into more bites. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Rod, Ross Robertson, and this guy knows a heck of a lot about trolling. Because he's got a book called Walleye Trolling. That's right. And one more time, uh, Ross, where do we have to head to online to find find out more about your book, get some tips, and possibly just read about you, buddy? Where do we have to go? Bigwaterfishing.com. I also have a Facebook page, Big Water Guide Service and Promotions. Type my name in there, Ross Robertson, or Captain Ross Robertson. I'm sure you can find me. And he's a handsome man. Yeah. He's good looking. He Holy likes, cow. He, he likes those fish scale lipsticks. <laughs> After the lipstick comment, that's just a little bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey, we're the Revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you check them out at OutdoorChannel.com. 
and Ram Trucks, ramtrucks.com, and Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings, that is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Mr. Ross, man, this has been awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today, buddy. Appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. Hey, coming on next is Alabama's own Jim Burks, and he is a guide on Lake Gunnersville there in Alabama. He's a Bama boy. Uh, once again, we're talking about fishing tips and tactics on today's show. Here's another word for Mark. We'll see you after the break. Ram trucks, dirt on fish. Most fish reproduce by laying eggs, though some fish, such as great white sharks, give birth to live babies called pups. And did you know that most brands of lipstick contain fish scales? Pucker up, baby. We've got to get to a break, but the boys will return in just a minute. What happens when two great hunters, who happen to be very competitive brothers, go head-to-head for 12 wild turkeys? We're just a little competitive. There's cheating. Lock the gate. Now we got breaking and entering. Spying. Yeah, baby. And just a little boasting. I don't see us losing. Brothers Mark and Terry Drury go at it in the ultimate turkey hunting competition, where the winner gets bragging rights and all the trimmings. King of the Spring, Tuesdays, 10:39:30 Central, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Hunting from a tree is good, but hunting from inside a tree is better. The Tree Blind from Nature Blinds is the most realistic hunting blind on the planet. It fools animals and looks great on your property, too. Visit natureblinds.com for details. When it comes to camping, I like to relax, but I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips. With a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9 by 13 inch pan, I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. The next generation of Zeiss shooting optics has arrived. Conquest Duralit, a new category of 30mm rifle scopes that combines outstanding image clarity with uncompromised German precision. Available with standard reticle number 6 or the superfine illuminated red dot reticle number 60. And Zeiss's 5-year no-fault policy. Check out Zeiss.com sports. So are you ready? Yeah, hold on. I forgot to put in the crystals. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Here, turn it on. Here are the boys. If you're just joining us, you just missed old Ross Robertson. He's a guide up on Lake Erie, and he knows a heck of a lot about downrigger fishing. And Jim hates to hunt. (laughs) (laughs) We had a little conversation over the break. Uh, We are talking about all things fish on uh, today's show. This guy's got a great book. Bama! Yeah, walleye trolling. Now you're right. Bama! Sweet (laughs) home Alabama! Where the skies are always blue. You don't even sing it right. You didn't even sing with the song. What is wrong with you? But various Everybody knows that song. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm done dealing with it. I'm not even going to look at you now. <laughs> All right, now we're joined by Captain Jack Burks, uh, and he's got Bassett Adventures. I, it, Bama! He's a Bama boy. Gunnersville, Alabama. Um, anyways, you know, it's much warmer down there in Alabama than it is here in the Midwest. Or up in Wisconsin. Up in Wisconsin. Wow. That's just terrible up there right now, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, but what are the patterns like down there right now, buddy? Well, right now, um, we've been catching the fish shallow. You know, a lot of these guys are going out uh, with the old um, Alabama rig. I know y'all heard all about that. The Alabama rig's a five-wire thing that uh, actually got five baits in the water, like those swim baits. It looks like a uh, looks like a little school of bait fish. Really? Uh, yeah, that, 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 actually, that, that actually started as a... Uh, 
as a saltwater, didn't it, uh, for bluefish and stripers? Uh, yeah, been, they've been using this thing for, uh, for like 40 years for the big offshore stuff, the big fish, calling it a, uh, a umbrella rig or a teaser rig by some other name. It got the Alabama rig by, I guess, the guy that uh, invented or changed it or adapted it for bass fishing is from Alabama, and uh, that's where it really got... Uh, very famous down here on Gunnersville Lake in one of the big tournaments where one of the pros showed out with it. Yeah. Hmm. Now, now, do you use that uh, in your in your daily operation? In your repertoire. I, I do use it, uh, but uh, I, I don't. I have to say, I don't like it. I, <laughs> uh, I, I do not like it. It's uh, they're they're very they're expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you have to have really heavy tackle for it, and it's hard on a guide trip. A lot of my people, they, they don't know fishing very well. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of them are just beginners. They, they're trying to learn. That's not something that you want to put in their hands to try to teach somebody with. And also, I don't like it because it, it actually it, it hurts the fish, I feel like. I see so many dead fish uh, that uh, they'll get hooked on one of the hooks, and, and one of the other four hooks will come around and rip them in the rib cage, and, and it kills them. And, yeah. yeah, and I don't like it. Now, what's a foolproof bait? If you're going to go out this weekend and you just want to catch fish, and we don't want to spend a hundred one bait, a hundred thousand dollars on this Alabama rig. Um, it, it, what would you take out there if you just wanted to have a great day fishing and to be successful? I'd have to take a spinnerbait. Yeah, you can you can uh, slow roll that thing coming back, or you can just really cover the water. Uh, and yeah. and it's it's probably the most forgiving bait, especially for novices. And you can get to, you know two or three of them. You get some smaller, like quarter ounce, half ounce, and uh, you could just have a great time. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's your favorite yeah. color? I, if if uh, uh, in a spinner bait, I would chartreuse and white skirt. Yeah, with, yeah. With nickel nickel blades. Oh, nickel. Do you not gold, huh? Really? I use gold sometimes, but I'm a nickel. Most of mine's got nickel blades. I just like that nickel. I only use gold in my teeth. That's what I do. <laughs> now, now, do you uh, now, do you like the the Colorado blades, or do you like a, another blade? Uh, I, I usually use willow leaf. You know, uh-huh. most of the time, uh, I'll use Colorado blades if the water's got a little a lot of color. You know, if it's kind of dingy or uh, at night, you know, or a lot of cloud cover. Uh, mm-hmm. Low light conditions, in other words, I, I like a Colorado blade. Or I got that thump. Those fish can feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've got it, it. Gives you the vibration, and of course, that's what they hone in on, especially if they can't see it. Yeah. Hey, if we uh, we want to find out more about you, or maybe a, a book a trip with Bass and Adventures, where do we have to go online to do that? Go to www.bassinadventures.com. And how long do you think it's going to be till the South rises again? It's got to. What do you mean? What do you mean, Rising? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. Please forgive me. All right. One more time. I, I didn't know we had ever slipped. <laughs> My bad. I take it back. One more time. You got to check out Jim Burke's Bassin Adventures online. That's www.bassinadventures.com. Book a trip with him. You're going to have the time of your life. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you check them out at OutdoorChannel.com plus Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Mr. Jim, man, this has been awesome having you on, buddy. Uh, thank you so much, friend. I have enjoyed it. I've been watching uh, watching your shows on radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys just have too much fun. I need to be down there with y'all. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, coming on next, you're going to believe this weekend, old Bob McNally, he's an outdoor writer, knows a heck of a lot about fishing in Florida. Yeah, before we get to a break, we got a little word from Mark. We'll see you after this.
trucks, dirt on fish. Fish can form schools containing several dozen and even up to millions of fish. They use their eyes and something called a lateral line to hold their places in the school. The lateral line is a row of pores running along the fish's sides from its head to tail, and special hairs in the fish's pores sense changes in water pressure from the movements of other fish or predators. Cool. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. Stay invisible in the field. Rely on Camelform to protect and conceal your gear and your gun. Flexible and reusable with no sticky residue. See all 14 popular patterns and find a dealer near you at Camelform.us. Hey, guys. What's up, G? This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. I'm scared, people. Truly scared. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, before the break, we heard from old Jim Burks down there in Gunnersville, Alabama. Once again, he's a Bama boy. Um, you know, we've talked about TakeMeFishing.org before. It's such a great community online. And we've talked about the Little Lunkers program before. It's so cute, especially if you have kids. But real fast, hop on uh, TakeMeFishing.org. Then click on the fishing link, and under the fishing link, there will be a family tab. Click on the family tab, and there will be a whole bunch of different stuff like Little Lunkers, Hall of Fame. Well, you could click on that, and there's these PDFs. Isn't that right, Jimbo? Yes. And uh, you paying attention? Uh, not yet. I'm going to quiz you on how to get there in here in a second. Uh-oh. Uh You can download these PDFs, and they're so cute. Look at this, Jim. I'm actually going to pull it up real quick. You could let let's say your kid you you want to catches a fish catches a fish all right and you want to give him a certificate if he catches a cold you could give him a certificate too no it, it's called the fishing certificate and you put their name on it it's really nice it looks official it says certificate of achievement and the big catch um it has the date the species of fish the body of water the bait used tackle used I mean this is no different than let's say when you go up to that horrible third world country Canada. <laughs> and uh, let, let's say that big pike you caught. I've done it. I get I get a certificate from them, and I don't remember what it's called, but it's like, you know, you have to be a certain size in order to be able to qualify, and I have. That's like getting a certificate for being stupid. But um, <laughs> it is. Thank you. But, no, you like to get that kind of stuff. I mean, every single state has some um, type of a, a, certificate award for, yeah. like, oh, you caught a big fish or you didn't get arrested. Here's a pat on the back. Uh, I don't think I said this right. Go to the fishy tab, then go to the family tab, then you can download all the PDFs. It's a really cool thing. Anyways, right now we're being joined by Bob McNally. He has a McNally Outdoors. He's down there in Florida. He's a Floridian. 
Um, he was a lot about crappie. Yeah, you were telling us about the crappies and how you're in that post-spawn era right now in Florida. Obviously, we're not here in the Midwest. We're on ice out. Yeah, we're, we're definitely in the pre-spawn era for crappies. But uh, what is working down there on uh, uh, post-spawn crappies, buddy? Well, about a month ago, they were hard spawning. And the last moon, they were doing real well up in the shallow water. Yeah. And you could probably still find some fish you know, in near the shallows and trolling along the weed edges. Uh, small jigs and little spinners, but most of the fish are, you know, they're post spawn and they're pulling out mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, hard hard spawn against the banks. Uh, the, the small lakes turn on first, then the bigger lakes, and then the river systems. And I live on the St. Johns River, mm-hmm. uh, the Upper St. Johns. There's still a few spawning crappies around, but it's really late, late in the game. All yeah. Right. Now, when you're out there and and you're you're looking for it, now I know you probably have some honey holes as you always go to. But say you were going to a new lake, what would you look for structure-wise for a crappie? We know what we're looking for when we look for bass, but how about crappie? It would depend on the time of the year. Okay. Really? If it was pre-spawn, I'd be looking at the mouths of creeks and probably 10 to 15, 18 feet of water, stair-step ledges, any kind of uh, cover breaks on those ledges uh, with maybe timber or stumps. Mm-hmm. And then if the fish are going to be moving up into the, the creek mouths and bays, and the further up that they move, the, the warmer the weather is, the more they're going to be pushing up into the into the creeks to do their active spawning. Mm-hmm. They drop back down when it's in the post-spawn. For uh, similar to where they are on a pre-spawn. Yeah. Now, now, uh, crappie are kind of schooling type fish, right? So if you've caught one, chances are you could sit there and maybe catch ten or twelve. Oh yeah, or more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, again, it comes into if I were fishing that deeper water, I you know I, I like I'm tied to depth finders anyway, but in that deeper water you get a wide cone and you can usually mark fish pretty well or find out what they're you're catching them on. Um, I mean the kind of structure you're catching them on. And you use, you know, I would have markers in the boat, some sort of uh, floating buoys or markers that if I caught a fish or two, I'd pitch one over just to give me a reference of where I've tagged that fish. And I would, you know, you, I don't think I'd anchor initially. I think I would drift or troll with an electric motor until I start consistently catching fish in around where that buoy marker would be for the first fish. And then sometimes you can mark them on your depth recorder. And that's going to give you the depth of the fish. And that's important, too, because crappies are notorious for suspending. You could be in 20 feet of water, but they could be suspended at, at 10 or 12 feet. And unless you have that jig or minnow just maybe six or six inches to a foot above where those fish are marked, you're not going to be able to catch those fish. If the fish are at 12 feet and you come trolling through there or drifting through there and you got your jigs and baits down at 18 or 20 feet, you're not going to catch them. Mm, they yeah. want that lure or bait above them because they're, they're look at a crappie their eyes on top of their head they, they strike from the bottom coming up uh you know we, we've kind of uh went around the country today and uh, i've noticed that depending on what part of the country you're in crappie are called a lot of things uh sacole where the heck they ever get that at how about uh, paper mouse how about uh calico bass yeah. uh, what are some other words uh for uh, crappie that you've well, heard down here down here they call them speckled perch speckled perch sometimes it's just specks which is really funny because they also call spotted sea trout <laughs> in the same general area. They'll call them specks also. Uh, and then, of course, if you're in the north in Canada and you're, or Maine, you're fishing for brook trout, they call those specks. <laughs> well, everybody knows they're drunks up there. We don't <laughs> yeah. listen to them. <laughs>
Bob knows that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been all over that part of the world. <laughs> you got to stay away from those people. They're bad influences. Yeah. Now, now you had talked, uh, and, and probably works both for a panfish as well as crappie. You talked about using a minnow as a tip. What do you tip it on? Oh, for crappies now, right? Well, either. I mean, but uh, primarily you're, we're talking about, say, uh, for crappie, you, you, you tip a jig probably. Do you have a, a, a Swedish or, pimple or, or something? A bear hook. If the fish are real finicky, especially in that, that cold water preseason, uh-huh. sometimes just a small, uh, I don't use gold hooks, I will use a small bronze type hook. Sometimes those little red short shank ones are good. Just not a lot of flash, not a lot of glitter, just a bare minnow is, is sometimes what they want. Other times, you know how crappies, they can be very finicky about color. Uh, I would be tipping a very small jig, maybe a 16th ounce. Just enough to give a little bit of, little bit of weight to keep it vertical, and it helps with the hook set too. You can feel the fish a little bit better with the little weight on there. Now for brim slash bluegills, you know we go to the other way. We're using down here they fish crickets a lot, and they use pieces of dead shrimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, regular marine fish or marine shrimp like you get in a restaurant. That's that's one of the absolute best baits for uh, bluegill panfish. Yeah, I, I tip my shrimp with cocktail sauce. Yes, you'd catch Jim <laughs> all day long on that. <laughs> now, now uh, one more time, Bob, to find out more about you, some of your writings. Uh, where do we need to head to online, buddy? Uh, McNally Outdoors. Not check He's him out. actually the guy that, that invented the Rand McNally map system. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Google Bob McNally. A bunch of stuff's going to come up. Probably some bad things, too. <laughs> you never know. Now, Bob's a good guy. Well, hey, we're the Revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you check him out at OutdoorChannel.com plus Ram Trucks or RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and Zeiss. It's Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Mr. Bob, man, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Ram trucks dirt on fish. Saltwater fish need to drink more water than freshwater fish. Since seawater is saltier than the liquids in the fish's body, water inside the fish is constantly flowing out. And if they didn't drink to replace the lost water, saltwater fish would dry up like prunes. Also, if you haven't signed up for our free weekly e-newsletter, you should. And you can do it at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. The boys will be back after this. And now, two men who live, eat, breathe the outdoors. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 419 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy, Cat Daddy, Nathan Fields, Ross Robertson, Jim Brooks, and Bob McNally. Yeah, but hey, listen up. Jim and I want to tell you guys and gals, if you get out this weekend and do some fishing, make sure you put some sunscreen on. You got to be smart about this and to protect your skin, also wear sunglasses and take somebody with you. It's a lot safer and more fun if you have somebody with you. Make sure you take kids as well, pack some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, just make a day of it. But to stick around because your local news weather, it is coming up next. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in today and for listening to us. And we also want to say a big thanks to Outdoor Channel and Ramp Trucks. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Love ya. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 